no one has ever become poor by giving. That is a quote by Anne Frank. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Welcome to episode 149. The topic of this week's episode is business and philanthropy. My guest this week is Brimstone. Brim is the co-founder, president, and CEO of Hound Comics, Inc., which is part of Hound Entertainment Group. He has had a successful and rewarding career spanning well over four decades. Titles include professional wrestler, radio host, professional podcaster, actor, voice actor, author, musician, philanthropist, food critic, horror model, and comic, animated, children's book, video game hero. Hi, Bram. Welcome to Trina Talk. Oh, man, I got to tell you, finally, Brimstone has made it to Trina talking with that beautiful smile staring across from me from miles and miles away. And it's an unbelievable smile. And uh, I'm so glad to be here with you. I, I've I've you know, I've heard nothing but amazing things about you. And I said, I, I need to get on with Trina. How do I make this happen? And here we are. Here we are. You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with me. I love it. Um like we were talking, you know, and in, in before the show is like, OK, you have a bio that's very extensive. You do a lot of things. But here on Trina Talk, how I started out, I always ask the guests to tell the listeners who you are and what made you the brown that you are today. So, you know, I I, I really have done a lot in, in the uh, in entertainment in uh, in terms of. Um, you know, everything from, from acting to, to pro wrestling, to comic books, to this, to that, to the next thing. And I've also done a lot and accomplished a lot in the world of business. You know, it, it's just, um, you know, and I think that a little piece of everything that I've done has shaped me into the person I am today. Um, but I've, I started, I started literally in entertainment at age five, you know, I was on Sesame street, I was on romper room, um, you know, and my, my parents at the time were divorced and it, it wound up becoming a little bit of a, of a back and forth between my mom and dad to where they um, they didn't uh, necessarily see eye to eye on, you know, when I should be going to auditions and when I shouldn't be. Those are my days. Well, I have to take him for this. And that's kind of, you know, so that being said, long story longer is, you know, it cut my um, it cut my acting down short at the very beginning. And then, you know, I kind of moved along and, and started getting involved in other things after that. A little When I got a little bit older, um, I started getting involved in like comic books and so forth. And, you know, uh, I wanted to be this big 
artist and you know thought i was going to be a big comic book artist which i became a comic book character and you know it did come full circle the the, the guy that i was you know reading all his stories stan lee um you know i he wound up becoming a friend years later and i became the ce- celebrity spokesperson for his foundation so like all these little things you know what i mean um you know kind of shaped who i am as a person you know brimstone in general brim in general you know i am just a turned up volume of of will which is my real name nobody calls me that (laughs) except my wife when she's really mad at me um you know uh but anyway you know at the end of the day you know just just a little little bits and pieces you know i got a lot from my mother i get a lot from my father i get from a lot of the people that i've i've met along the way um and it's been a long journey you know i just i I'm, i'm 46 uh, actually, you know, by the time this airs, I'll be 47, you know, <laughs> and, and I've, I, and I've had, um, there's a lot packed into those 47 years. So I'd like to think that, you know, um, everybody that I've met along the way has kind of helped to shape, you know, who I am and, and where I've been and where I'm going. Wow. So I have to ask, where did Brimstone come from? Um, so it's, it's, a not too fun funny of a story it's it's kind of you know lame to be honest with you um but but there was reasoning behind it so um when i was training to be uh, a pro wrestler we um we were about an hour from where we trained so we were on long island and um we would be driving in to uh queens which was about you know like i said about 45 minutes to an hour depending on the traffic so you know every every time we go in you know you're not supposed to think of gimmicks and so forth when you're first starting you're supposed to be thinking about learning properly and and when the gimmick time comes the gimmick time comes but i'd already been in entertainment i toured the world of music before i got into wrestling i i and i'm always thinking business branding 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 you know so um you know i couldn't help but you know start thinking of something ahead of time cuz i didn't want to just throw something against the wall and see if it stuck um so you know back and forth during these th- during these long trips um i had lists of names and i started with you know probably a thousand couple thousand names whatever it was and every week i'd get you know lower less 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 got down to 500 down to a, a, a hundred down to 20 down to 10 and brimstone always made you know the cut and when i was looking at the last 10 names i said you know that one it just kept jumping out at me and i wanted a name that would be memorable and marketable and something that was gonna stick and um you know over 20 years later it, it's absolutely stuck which is a positive um, and I've been able to take it and market it and, and put it into many different areas of, um, you know, whether it's, you know, out in merchandise or, uh, you know, licensing and this, that, and the next thing, influencing. I do a little bit or a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has served me well. Now, the funny part about it is when I actually wrote it down and I remember writing it down and giggling about it, because uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually Jewish and Jews don't believe in hell brimstone is the character is is a guy from hell it's just a gimmick guys it's just a gimmick i'm not into hell and all that jazz it's just it's it so the funny thing is is i'm playing a character who who is a guy from hell and i'm and i don't even believe in hell so it's it's like it's a it's kind of like a joke in itself um which people you know once they they hear it they go oh you know but then other people train i gotta tell you people judge right away oh he must be a satan worshiper oh i don't know it's no it's just the name and it was a it was a gimmick it was a joke but um what do you call it but i do i love the name um 
And, and, you know, I am synonymous with the name at this point. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I couldn't think of myself as anything else. Wow. I barely even think of myself under my real name anymore. Nobody calls me Will. You know what I mean? Right. Like I said, the only person that does is pretty much my <laughs> wife and maybe a couple other people, you know, and, and that's it, you know? Wow. Great story. You know, it, it was funny because I'm looking through your bio and I'm going, man, this guy has done like everything. So I'm my mind is just going everywhere because I'm like, okay, how did he start this? How did he do this? So you went from being a child actor and I loved romper room. That was like my jam. <laughs> the magic mirror. Yes. It's like, so you go from that to, you said you've done, you wanted to be an artist, comic books. And then you said you've done, you know, been in a band and traveled. Then how did you get to wrestling? So when I was in the, the music industry and I was, you know, playing in bands, um, I got to tell you, look, I, I love music and I wish I was still playing. Um, I was a drummer and I'm, I'm still a drummer at heart and I'll still sit and, and get behind a kit anytime I have the opportunity, which is, you know, rare at this point. But um, what happened is, is, you know, when you're when you're touring, when you're recording with people and you're you're dealing with not only one, but you're dealing with four other people and uh, or or more or less, depending on how many people are in the band. But, um, you know, it, it, I didn't want to be in a five way marriage anymore. Um, I got, I, you know, it's hard enough to be in a, a you know, a two person marriage, you know, where, you know, um, you have two different um, people that are coming together and making a union and, you know, and, and, you know, Hey, look, I don't know if you're married, but you know, I'm married to be. Love my wife been with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and so with almost, almost 20 years, I've been with my wife, you know, and, and as much as we love each other, of course, there, you know, there's going to be arguments or disagreements and so forth. Now amplify that mm-hmm. with five people, right. it gets a little crazy. So the timing just happened to be right. And and I was involved in a lot with music. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, at the time I was working for um, the Village Voices sister company, which was a pet project of uh, Andrea Stern, which was the uh, daughter of Stern, who, who owned um, Stern Publishing, mm-hmm. the Village Voice. So it was the Long Island Voice. And um, I was working there and, and uh uh, you know, I was doing a lot with, with the music and the clubs and the bars and blah, 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 blah. And, and I was, you know, very high up in sales there. And um, they had asked me one day, it was quiet. There was a lot of people out and they they knew that I was into wrestling and they knew I was into photography. So because um, I kind of, like I said, jack of all trades, I kind of do a little bit of everything. And they knew I was a published photographer too. So uh, they had asked me if, you know, um, I would mind filling in for um you know a photographer that because they, they didn't have anybody to go and cover an event that this uh one of the writers was doing bill jensen was his name so bill jensen uh he was like the son of some big sports guy and um you know he was going to do a, a story on on wrestling because there was an event taking place um at a knights of columbus down the road from us uh from the the corporate office and um you know it was it's pretty much you know a convention, you know what I mean? Uh, so it was like a, a small wrestling convention and I went in and, uh, I agreed, you know, I said, sure, you know, well, hell I get to go and you know, hang out with, with, uh, some wrestlers and, and, uh, cause I wasn't a wrestler at the time, get to hang out with some wrestlers, take some pictures, have some good conversations and make a couple of bucks. I'm mm-hmm. in, you know, why, why no, you know? So I went down and, um, wound up meeting some people that wound up becoming good friends later on in life, um, you know, in the business, um, but I was, I walked in and we were going around and, and he's doing all these interviews. So they knew who I was there with. They knew I was there in a professional uh, capacity. 
And um, one, one of the people uh, that was there uh, was the Iron Sheik. And um, I don't know mm. if you're familiar with him, yeah. but Sheiky is, is very well known. And um, looks at me and, and he says, you could, you look like you could be a wrestler. I train you. I train you. I, I train you to be a wrestler and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, his, his uh, agent, Eric Sims, uh, overhears it. Eric comes over. He starts talking to me. It's like, oh, you can come here, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you can go to, to Atlanta and, and he'll train you in Atlanta or, or you know, you can uh, fly him out and he can be here, but you'd have to put him up here and it'll cost this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, hold on a minute. <laughs> you know, like I was not ready for all that. Um, it's, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Brett Hart was there and Brett overheard me, um, having the conversation and we had met earlier. And, and again, you know, I didn't know the guy, we just met there, but he knew I was there in a professional capacity. And, uh, he had said to me, he called me over and he said, listen, I heard your conversation. If you're really interested in getting involved in, in the business, here's my email. If I could be of any help, you know, to put you in the right direction, just let me know. I was like, wow, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we went our separate ways. And, um, you know, the uh, a couple months later, I, I had a, a publication, wrestling publication, and I was looking through it and I saw the ad for the Long Island Wrestling Federation. The doghouse was being opened. And, um, you know, I said, well, I would I'd like to go check it out. So I emailed Brett and I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this. What should I look for? And and he gave me a uh, you know, pretty much an overview to see what I should look for and what I shouldn't look for. And, uh, you know, I went down with a couple of friends and everything seemed pretty much legit and on point. And I, I messaged him back. He said, it all sounds pretty good. Um, you know, best of luck with it. And, and here I am, you know, uh, over 20 years later. And I actually had bumped into him funny enough, um, in San Antonio where I'm going to be in San Antonio. Um, or I was at San Antonio at the beginning of this month. Um, signing for Six Flags, but I was there at, at San Antonio Comic Con, their first event, um, and I uh, had the opportunity to meet up with Brett again. I hadn't seen him in years, um, and I went over and I thanked him. I, I thanked him for what he, he did because, um, yeah, and I'm sure he had no idea who I was and didn't remember me. Um, or, or I mean, he didn't let on to that, but I'm assuming he didn't know. Um, you know, but and, but he said he said I said to him, you know, look weren't for you i i wouldn't have my career and i greatly appreciate that uh-huh. and uh you know i thanked him for for you know his direction and that was it i mean i hadn't had his email address in years it was an old school aol address mm-hmm. I, once i lost my aol account that was that for that you know and um it was but but for me to have the opportunity to go and and actually have the conversation with him and thank him meant a lot to me right. um and and you know that was another full circle moment to my career you know, I, I'm listening to you and I love what you're saying because I, I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So, you know, doors open, doors close and, you know, people say, you know, it's look, I don't say look, you know, but so what I always like to ask people is because it seems like you've had a lot of successes. You've done, like you say, you you're a jack of all trades. You've done a lot of things and it seems like you've been successful at doing those things, but Talk about your your journey in in doing these things. Like, tell the listeners like some of the really tough times that you've gone through to get where you're. Because right now you're a CEO, you have your own entertainment company, your own business. But as you were doing your different things, you know, from progressing from child actor to musician, then you went to being a wrestler to now you're you know a philanthropist, you're a business owner. 
what are some of the struggles that you went through navigating all of that? Well, I mean, look, the, the first thing, first things first is that, you know, everybody would like to make money. And um, a lot of people don't realize how much time, effort and, and blood, sweat and tears go into everything you do. And if you're not putting in two, three hundred percent, guess what? You're not going to go anywhere. Um, and, and a lot of the time, um, you know, especially, you know, when, when people are first coming up, they, you know, one of the things that, that really hindered me, at the, you know, early ages is I wound up getting um, I got a big head. I had an ego. And I needed my ego squashed. Um, and I think that hindered, you know, certain things that I could have done. But I think that, as you had mentioned, certain things happened for a reason. I think that it, it was it, it was there for a reason. I think I needed to have that ego at the time. And I think I needed to have that that uh, ego squashed. Um, and I and I think that that helped me take a couple steps back, get a clearer vision and view of the future and then be able to take 10, 15 steps forward. That being said, um, you know, one of the things that has really, you know, the biggest thing that's, that's really screwed me up, um, you know, in terms of, or, or caused an issue in, in any growth patterns is not even necessarily me. It's, I guess my judgment, but it's, it's people that I have brought on or brought underneath, uh, you know, brought in underneath me or, or, you know, had under my wing. When you bring in toxic people, you know, you have to eventually deal with that toxicity. And um, and I've had a couple of very toxic people over the course of my career um, in, in multiple different areas because everybody wants what you have. You know, when you work, you work hard for it. They don't, they don't realize why you got it. Right. You know what I mean? They don't see that you're working, you know, 300%. Right. They, they think, oh, well, I deserve that. I want that. So they think that they could take it from you. Um, but they're not you. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like somebody can't step in and just be like, oh, I'm Trina. You know, it, it doesn't work that right. way. Um, and the, the same thing goes for me. You know, you can't just step in and think that you're going to do brimstone work or get brimstone accolades when when you're not putting in the work. So there are a lot of people that have, have tried to really throw wrenches into my my uh, machine. And unfortunately, it's it's part of it's part of the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really sucks. And uh, and people talk smack and it is what it is. But you know what? That that's how you know that you're doing something right. right. You know, right. that's it. And and um, so one thing, if I could pass something on to people is, you know, uh, be careful about who you get into bed with. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's the same thing. You know, if, if you're going in and getting involved intimately with somebody that you don't necessarily know, you don't know what they have. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you get to know them a little bit right. better, maybe, you know, um, or, or protect yourself. Um, it's the same thing when you're getting into business or you're working with somebody in terms of any kind of entertainment, um, you know, uh, uh, escapade, you know, you need to know you get in bed with because, you know, that dog might have fleas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So be very, very careful. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because there are, there are a lot of people who look at people who have made it. And, and I always say, you know, they, they see my glory. They don't know my story. Cause they, right. they see you on the other side and they're like, Oh, well, you know, Trina's doing that. I can, you know, I can do it. And it must not be that hard. And you're like, well, you don't see the sacrifices that I made behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. And, That's you right. know, and people don't realize that. And it, it is, there's a lot that goes into that. So I'm so glad you said that because, and especially in this day and age, and I have, you know, two teenagers and I'm always telling them that mm -hmm. I'm like, 
you know, you can't just look at, you know, Instagram and YouTube and go, oh, I'm going to do that. I said, because (laughs) those people are like one in a million, you you know, we, you can't base your life off of that. So that's not real, you know, and that's why I try to tell them it's not real. You know, you got to actually put in some work to get things done. You can't just, I'm going to turn on a camera and talk every day and then I'm going to be rich. I'm like, no, it doesn't happen like that. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't happen like that. And it takes a long time. People people see just like you said they see an instagram or this that and the next thing they they see the shiny happy vision and version of of what people want them to see um me personally you know look i'm i <laughs> the age i am i crank out on social media i work it like the rest yep. of them um you know but i i put out i'm un, i'm unapologetically myself i'm unapologetically authentic mm-hmm. you know what i mean i i make sure that people know if i'm when i'm on social it's yep. me I'm responding to you. I'm there talking to you. Um, you know, a lot of people just, they don't put in that time. They don't put in that effort, you know, and, and yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I have a good social media following. I, I do get good, you know, hits on each of my posts, but at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't always like that. Right. I had to work it up. doesn't matter what history I have, who I am. doesn't matter what celebrity you are. You know what I mean? It That, that doesn't mean anything. Right. You got to get people to engage. I have friends of mine that are, that have done a lot more than me in the industry and have not even a quarter of what I have going on social. So, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of work. Social media is a full-time job, you know, it's a full-time job. So people, people don't understand. And, and that's the the problem with a lot of the kids today is that they want instant gratification, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and see where, where you and I came up where, um, you know, it took time, you know, and, and we understood that it took time and, uh, you know, you wanted to watch a TV show. Well, you had to wait those seven days until the next episode yes. came on. There was no such thing as binge watching, right. you know, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't record right. it. You know, if you were lucky, if you were lucky a little later on, or if you were, yeah, you were one of those rich kids, you had the little VCR that you can, you know, like, wow. You have a VCR. I remember having like being lucky enough to have a Walkman that, that recorded and I taped just so I, so I can hear the thing later on. You know right. what I mean? Like, so you, you know, and, but um, people, they don't, they don't understand. They want instant gratification. They think it happens right away. And even, even the most, you know, savvy mm-hmm. of, of people, unless they're investing big money right. into it, they're not, it's not happening right, right away. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's it. You know, you have to still market it and still let people know that it's there. Yeah. And how do you do that? You're, Cause you said you like to be authentic and respond as you, you know, you could have your person do this. Mm-hmm. What right. makes you want to do it yourself? Because I am a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, you know, it, because, because I want, I want people to know that when I'm, when something's coming out of my um, social media or, or that's going out on my website off my blog, or, you know, when I'm doing interviews, I want them to know that this is who I am, that I am a real person. I, and I always want it to come off um, that it's me talking to you. Could I have my wife or my assistant or, or an intern do my social? Of course, um, but it's not going to be the same. Even my wife, maybe, maybe she'd be able to sit and pull off, you know, talking like me or, right. you know, write something like me. Um, but I still wouldn't want that because I would feel like I'm cheating the fans. Right. I'd be cheating the people that are, are paying attention. You know what I mean? Um, there, there are, 
plenty of, I have plenty of people that, that like are assistants and so forth, or, you know, that, that are willing to help me with this stuff. But even that I'm like, I'd rather not do it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And put something out and have somebody else having done it, you know, that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. No, I, I, I cause I know other celebrities would be like, Oh, I just got my person to do that. Right. And then people are like, Oh, well, you know, I talked to X, Y, Z. And it's like, you know, you're really talking to their assistant that may have mm. a script or responding the way they think that that person will respond. So that right. is really, you know, that's a good thing, but you're, oh, I'm sorry. You, Go ahead. You, you look at, you look at somebody like a Will Smith mm-hmm. and I love Will Smith, love Will Smith. And if you, if you watch TikTok at all, you'll see Will has an, an incredible TikTok. Well, you know, I, as, as much as I respect him and I, and I love the guy to death. I mean, I don't know him personally, but you know, I, I love his work. Mm-hmm. He has a team of people right. doing all the work for him. Right. That's why he can do all those different cool TikTok yes. videos that go viral yes. because he's got a team of people yeah. at a moment's notice, yeah. you know? So, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, when you can hire, if you have the luxury of hiring a whole group of people that a team, a team's going to come in and do all that work for you. Of course, you're going to have right. that kind of content. And now you have the name value that you can put it out and enough people see it and start, you know, spreading it like wildfire. But now let's look at the, the flip side of that. Now you have to continue that quality control. Mm-hmm. Now he has to continue doing this type of a thing for as long as he's got to ride that TikTok right. wave. You follow me yep. now? So so think of how much additional work that is mm-hmm. in a schedule such as his. And his schedule, I've got to believe, and again, I don't know him personally, i got to believe his schedule is a little bit crazier than mine, <laughs> even though mine's pretty damn crazy. <laughs> um, but you got to think about it. like. Now he's got to come in and work with all these people and get all the footage that they need in order to do it. So it's, it's a double-edged sword, you know what I mean? And, and uh, it could go either way. So I, I can see, I can see how it would be, you know, like a, um, a difficult thing, you know, on either. Yeah. You know what I mean? On either side. Am I making sense? No, it, 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 no, it does. It makes great sense because, and it's funny you mentioned Will Smith because I follow uh, Jada and yeah. And I, and uh-huh. I look at some of her videos and I'm thinking, wow, this was like a whole production crew, you know, cause right. yeah, you, you know, they did because you, yeah. Who I'm like, you know what? I have some good gear, but I'm mm-hmm. not making videos like that. So, yeah. you know, they have yeah. a production team that, you know, it's, you know, right there, videoing, editing, splicing it back together, putting the music together. It's like, you know, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I just got to do the podcast. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, they have some 18, 19 year old kids saying this is what you got to do. Next. Right. <laughs> right. Here's your idea. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. You're going to get jiggy with it like this on that. You know what I'm saying? You know, wild, wild west, all that jazz. You know what I mean? Exactly. Parents just don't understand whatever. Let's make this hot again. They have they have people. Yeah. for it. And yeah, I have a lot of people that don't do that with the TikTok. I don't. And. And I, I don't do I, I don't have the same type of, um, you know, I guess, endless money supply right. that Will Smith has, <laughs> you know, exactly. and, but, but again, I'm not hating. Right. Them. I think it's fantastic. So, you know, you've got people like that and, um, you know, then you have to compete with. It. Yeah. So, you know, now here you've got somebody, you know, that that um, does not have that type of, of um, name value or, you know, financially. Mm-hmm. And I have to compete with stuff like that. Um 
but in my mind, I'm really not competing with it because he's not. I, I don't. Ha- I don't think of anybody else as my right. competition. I'm. I'm myself. I'm my own person, and uh, I'm my own brand. So you know, I kind of do whatever Brimstone wants. Brimstone does kind of a mm. thing. How stupid does that sound? But it's true. Oh. You know, I walk to the beat of my own drummer. You know, and I love that because I'm that type of person. And you said something earlier about your branding and how you're always thinking about your brand and your branding. Mm-hmm. Tell the listeners how important that is, because I know um, some people like, especially when they're a small business and they're starting out, they're like, you know, I'll do anything just so I can get my name out there. And that's one of the things that I've started to really, well, I've always been, but I'm really careful about my branding and, you know, I'm not on the level you are, but I'm always thinking, okay, is this what I want my brand to be associated with? Do I want people to be like, oh, she does this, but yet she was on that, you know? So tell people how important that is, your branding. Branding is huge. Um, Branding is everything, you know, name value, branding, that's, that's your entire basis of your, your being, you know, Um, whether that's in entertainment or that's in business. I mean, you, branding is a hundred percent and you have to, you have to stick with your branding. Um, You know, I, I had, um, I actually rebranded um, myself uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, not necessarily just myself, but my entire website, redid everything, overhaul the whole nine yards to make sure that I had everything represent, um, you know, being represented the way that my brand needs to be represented. Um, Part of that came because I, I, you know, even though I love the people that were helping with the website, um, they weren't necessarily doing the job I needed them to do on the website. Um, so I did it myself. I redid my old site myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I made sure that the brand was represented the way the brand should be represented. Um, you know, and the, the thing, the reason why I did that is because when I originally did my site, you know, I was wrestling heavy. That's what I did. You know, I was just a wrestler and, um, you know, and then later on, I, everything else started coming in with the comics and that, the next thing, but, you know, it just was like very wrestler, you know, and, now at this point, the Brimstone brand has obviously curved well away from the pro wrestling and um, it now has all these other things that, that I do. I am an entertainer. I am a, a celebrity entertainer, um, you know, a, a serial entrepreneur, you know what I mean? You know, celebrity CEO, whatever the hell you want to call it. But I ha- my site and my brand has to reflect right. that, yep. um, you know, so you know, it has to be sleek, professional, you know, while still having elements of the old school classic brimstone, but brimstone is just will turned up to 20, you know what I mean? Um, but everything comes down to colors, you know what I mean? Just like yourself, you have the pinks, the purples, the whites, you know what I mean? It's, it's all about aesthetic, you know? So I have the reds, the blacks, the little bit of white, you know, if you go to my Mm -hmm. site, you'll see in the background, which is a throwback to my original website. You have the, the crazy, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, alien looking letters in the background, kind of like, you know, um, you know, glowing in the background here and there that's, I take an, I've taken an element from over 20 years of, of my websites just there's always an element from each of the sites on the new edition. So this one pays homage to all of them in one way, shape or form. But, you know, I, I laid it out where, you know, if I'm doing, when I'm doing business, they, they can go to my, they can go to the site and go, okay. You know what I mean? I could do business with this guy right. as opposed to going, 
well, this guy's a Satan worshiper. And right. Or he's only a wrestler. So <laughs> he's only a wrestler, <laughs> you know, and that's and that that is, you know, an issue um, that I've had before in the past where, it was, you know, they would go. They would be really interested in working with me. And uh, and I'd have an issue where they, they would, you know, have preconceived notions because of the way I look, because I have, you know, earrings or long hair or, you know, and and or the name in general. And people matter of fact, and it's happened with interviews, too, um, where they they have a uh, preconceived notion of what they're going to get. And um, they're obviously wrong because I'll give you a good interview and, and I'll, I'll, you know, and I'm very well versed in a lot of different things. So and it's funny because uh, especially you and I met, I believe it was on Podmatch. Yeah. Am I correct? Okay. So, so on Podmatch, you know, I, for example, I'll I'll had I put out, you know, to a couple a day, you know, mm-hmm. just to keep just to keep my chops up while I'm not touring because the the, the world's been clo- shut down for the last right. year and a half. When I'm touring, I'm doing all the major affiliates. I'm doing the Foxes, mm-hmm. your your you know CBS, NBC, ABC, you know, and all that. Right. So I wanted to make sure to keep my chops up during mm-hmm. during quarantine. So I was keeping myself very busy with interviews and so mm-hmm. forth. And, um, you know, that's one, two, you know, you want to keep your brain right. going Two, I like to network. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows what you and I are going to do in the future right. together or how, you know, and, and, and now we have new friends, right. you know what I mean? Right. And then if I can connect with one, even one person from that, you know, from doing your show, mm-hmm. even if it's just you, right. I've done my job, right. you know what I mean? So, so for me, I'm out there and, uh, but a lot of people, they, they have looked and then they've chosen not to connect mm-hmm. with me. And then when I go, hmm, I remember that show. And right. I go and I look at their stats and say, you know, not their stats, their, you know, perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. And I look in there and I go, that's funny because <laughs> everything that they have here is yep. me in a nutshell. And and the funny thing is, is that they probably looked at my website mm-hmm. or my picture mm-hmm. and decided right then and there, oh, no, this person's not going to work yeah. with me. Funny enough, one of the people, one of the uh, the shows, I'm not going to name who they are. <laughs> Um, had that same reaction. Um, and it was funny because normally, normally Trina, what I do is I'll write them back because again, normally for, for this type of thing, normally my assistant or, or one of my agents mm-hmm. handles a lot of the, the interview stuff, but I'm not lazy. I'm doing it myself right, right. now. And, um, because I want more, you know, or uh-huh. my PR person's doing it, you know? So, um, so it's funny. So I was talking, uh, so what normally when I get them back, you know, I, where where my PR people or um, what do you call it uh, uh, my interns where they would not respond, mm-hmm. you know they go okay and take it face value. Right. I go, oh no, well right. yeah, out of curiosity, I'd like to know why you said no. Yeah. I'm a perfect match. Perhaps you should you know perhaps you could tell me out of curiosity right. why. So they actually had you know um, they had said you know well you know we're kind of looking for this and this and this. I said, well, that's great. I actually do this, this, mm-hmm. and this. Here's a link on my website and went right to my philanthropy and the, all the mm-hmm. charity work that I do. And they looked at that and then they looked at, and then they looked deeper and they go, can we, can we have you on the show? Mm-hmm. We made a big, and they apologized mm-hmm. to me on air. They apologized on air. Apologized. They said, you know what, what we, what we did was wrong. We actually, we judged mm-hmm. you based mm-hmm. on the way you look, you know, mm-hmm. and what do you call it? Um, and instead of, instead of, you know, kind of looking in further. so. Moral of the story is, is that a lot of these people, they're missing out on a quality right. guest simply because they're just basing it on the book, the cover of the yep. book, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and what do you call it? So, um, I think, I think that, you know, people would, 
everybody it's a great lesson mm-hmm. it's a great lesson to be learned is that you know the old saying yeah. never judge a book by its cover yep. you know what i mean yep. and that's it you know and you'll you'll get good quality um you know uh discussions or right. content or whatever the what you you know you want to you, you know yeah i hope i'm making sense and i know i kind of went off <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's, it's great. A branding, you know, I know it's, you know, it's all relevant and I really love it because you're right. You know, and for me, I, like you said, I like networking and I like talking to people. Mm-hmm. So right. unless I just think, you know, like you're some crazy person, you say something that like, just really like turns me off. I'm like, no, no. And you're right. Cause like I said, I was reading your bio and I was like, wow, he's doing all of this, you know, oh, this is great. And that was, you know, that's where I'm headed now. But the next question is about your, you have an entertainment company, correct? Right, right, so right. So right. tell us exactly what do you do in that entertainment company? What What is the body of it? So it's Hound Comics and Counter Entertainment Group. And uh, basically what the, the group is, is um, all different functions of whether it's the comic books, my foodie stuff, um, you know, uh, it just handles a bunch of different things that I do within the industry. So it's, that's just, just one of my corporations mm-hmm. that handles not only Hound Comics and, and the clients that we have within Hound Comics, but it also handles a lot of the Brimstone stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grindhouse Radio handles other parts of the Brimstone stuff, as well as the other, um, you know, my co-hosts with the Grindhouse Radio and my, you know, my, my partners mm-hmm. in, in the business. Um, you know, and... The, it doesn't, we do a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, you know, certain, certain things have, you know, cer- a certain, uh, like how it's just so much to, to go into. So hound comics, um, you know, and, and un- everything under the hound, uh, umbrella in the entertainment group, you know, you're handling the comics, the kids books, mm-hmm. the, the seasonings, the sauces, the, the chocolate bars, candy, uh, coffee, you know what right. I'm saying? So it's all of that stuff. Right. Grindhouse Radio is a separate mm-hmm. corporation, um, which is owned by myself and my partners mm-hmm. on air. And uh, what do you call it? We're doing not only the Grindhouse Radio, but then the Grindhouse handles careers for each of the cast members, as well as other people that we're taking under. Um, we, we handle um, what do you call all uh, publishing of music and yada yada yada. So we do a lot yeah. in both. Am I making sense yeah. without really getting real deep into it? Yeah. It's just, there's a lot that we, that we do there. Um, and, uh, Hound Entertainment also is what handles like tour schedules for me. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, it, it's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. So there's, so what jumped out at me is the seasoning. What, how uh-huh. did that come into play? I mean, cause I don't think I read it. Did, are you like a chef? Do you cook or anything like that? So I did, I, when I, okay, so I started um, doing this thing uh, when I was going to go back out on tour. When we when we put together the comic book, so the Brimstone of the Borderhounds comic came out, and then we wound up doing Hound Comics Inc. We incorporated and, and so forth. And and Hound Comics Inc. was handling, you know, uh, a bunch of friends of mine, uh, their, their brands as well, like Peter Mayhew, who was Chewbacca from Star mm-hmm. Wars. I was handling Peter's stuff. Uh, I was handling friends from Nickelodeon and from Disney. And so that's why we incorporated and that's why the, um, the entertainment umbrella. Okay. Um, so when I was going to go back out on the road and start supporting the comic book and the kids books, I told my, my um, director of operations at the time, Aton wish who I'm still very close with today. Uh, I said, I said, listen, Aton, um, you know, I can't go back on the road 
and see nothing. You know what I mean? I can't see trains, planes, and automobiles and inside of an arena or, or convention center or whatever the hell it is. I said, and, and see nothing about where I'm, I, I, I actually am around the world. So he's like, well, you know, what do you want to do? I go, well, uh, I like to eat. He goes, yeah, we know that Brim. I, it's a, I thanks a lot. Aton. I appreciate it. And then I said, well, I also, I, I like to talk. He's like, we sure as hell know that too. I'm like, shut up. Aton. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, maybe we do a food series. He's like, what do you have in mind? I said, I don't know. You know, I'm the original food down. We need to, I said, we need to, you know, go out I said, and, and find like some of the coolest spots while we're on the road. And he's like, okay, it's a start. And uh, we came up with uh, food hound tidbits and um, basically it was myself and, and the, the crew who would tour with me. You know what I mean? Whether it was my assistants or other, you know, people that were involved in the company, whether they uh, were playing characters or they were artists or, you know, comic book artists or whatever it was that we had underneath uh, our brand, you know, they would be out on the road with us and, you know, they would then come with us to these tidbits. And then each one, you know, I'd always know at least a couple of the other celebs that were at the event because I've been around for a long time. So we'd always bring one of them with us. And so it was like, you know, we have a little mix of, of, you know, the two celebrities kind of chatting with the other people that were involved and you know what I mean? And we went out, we did like a uh, uh, diners, drive-ins and yeah. dives. That's what I was thing. just thinking. I was like, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except we, you know, we did it more on the eating side and um, you know, and, and we kind of broke into the food and, and so forth and broke bread. So we took it from the comic book, uh, comic book conventions to the, the, you know, the tabletops, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And we went to, to, uh, anywhere from, from mom and pop hot dog shops to five-star restaurants. And, um, you know, it really kind of built into something nice mm-hmm. because at that point, nobody was doing like they, it, social media wasn't like it is right. now. We didn't have a million foodie things on, on social and on YouTube and all that. So we were like huge yeah. on YouTube and, uh, we were, and of course we weren't doing the numbers like they do now, but there weren't as many devices as there were then, you know right. <laughs> I mean, as they are now then. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so we, we did a very good job. We were on that. We were on food tube was a thing for a while. We were on, you know, a bunch of different things. And then, um, you know, my buddy Stan, uh, Stan Lee had, had wanted us on his channel. So, you know, everything was going on with all of that. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we just came to a crossroads at that point. And that's why we stopped doing the show. But, um, you know, cause we were going to change it cause we didn't want to put the IP under that. Well, I had no problem putting our IP mm-hmm. understand, but you know, right. uh, the, one of the partners I had at that point wanted to do something different. So I came up with food hound bite sized and, you know, there was a whole to do with that, not getting into, you know, everything, right. but it was an issue and we had to kind of put it on the side, but I still own the IP, mm-hmm. the food hound IP. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, you know, while during all this, you know, well before, um, we were in Ohio and I was, I had a line, uh, that, that was a big line, um, which I was blessed that weekend. I don't know what happened. I must've done something right. Um, but they, (laughs) I, I said, I need to take a break. And, um, people kept coming with these big popcorn bags. You know, I was like, all right, where'd you get it from? Oh, across the way at North market. All right. So I, I took a break. I walked across the North Market, uh, it, which is right across the way from the big convention center. Mm-hmm. There. And uh, when I was over there, you know, it's like a foodie haven. Wow. So much, so much to eat and so many different uh, cuisines. And, um, you know, it's like little shops within this big little like like uh, mall type of thing. But it's not a mall. It's mm-hmm. like a big ginormous area of food. <laughs> so uh, that being said, 
there was a, a place called Popcorn Pam's that had all this popcorn. And I was so intrigued by what she was doing because she had all different types of flavors and everything. And she had this really hot popcorn that was so good. And I have a high tolerance. Um, and I was like, wow, that's really good. You know, I'd love to come back and do a food hound tidbit here later. So she said, sure. After we got off and done for the weekend, we went out, we went over, we started filming the, the thing with Pam. And I, we just got into the thing about, about the seasoning that was being used for the popcorn. And I said to her, I go, Man, Pam, where did you get this stuff? Because she had like a, a, a hot apple with popcorn and caramel and just, it was stupid good, stupid good. I, I probably should not have eaten as many as I have. Uh, that does sound but good. she she said to me, and she said, yeah, you know, that was, I get that from my, my buddy Spice Daddy. And I was like, Spice Daddy? She's like, yeah, that's just what I call him. But, you know, he goes in the name Cajon and uh, he has his booth over there, you know, but, you know, he wasn't in today. So we went over and we checked the stuff out. And now, I personally um, always look whenever I'm on the road, I was, I'm always looking for the hottest hot sauce because my buddy Ron Thal, who's known as, as Bumblefoot, um, he was a guitarist for Guns N' Roses for a very long time. He's with Asia. He does a bunch of stuff. Uh, but Bumble, you know, like is a huge hot sauce fanatic. And, you know, I always try to get him something hotter than he's already had. So, so long story longer. I'm sorry. It's a long winded one, but you asked. <laughs> Um, what do you call it? I, uh, I asked them, I said, do you have anything super hot here? I asked Ron, I said, what's the hottest you've had? And he told me, and I asked them, they, they, and they said, well, this, that we, you know, we don't have anything that hot here, but, but K John will definitely have something. So I was like, sounds good. And I said, Ron, I'll get back to you. And I hung up and what do you call it? I set it up with, with John, um, a, a talk where I was driving, we were driving back from, uh, from Ohio to the next stop of the tour. and. Um, I remember, you know, John and I were, K. John and I were on the phone for a couple of hours and I said, you know, look, um, I would absolutely would love to work with you. We do this food show. I've always wanted to do sauces and seasonings. And, and I know that Ron, you know, would love to do some sauces as well. Would you be interested in doing a couple of celebrity brands? And he's like, absolutely. So we wound up putting together um, a three day or four day block. I'm pretty sure it was a three day block where um, the, uh, the two of us, um, went out to Ohio together and we met, you know, over at, at the K John, uh, spot. And, and when I tell you it was, it was insane. We were there playing mad scientists wow. for, for days, um, on end. And we came up with our whole brand of sauces and seasonings. And, um, what do you call it? So mine have, uh, and Ron's, both of them have become award-winning, um, big, big, big sauce and seasonings. And then from there, um, what do you call it? John uh, was was deciding he was going to start uh, the process of potentially retiring. Mm -hmm. So he was selling, and he's known as the godfather of hot sauce. So he was selling his his business um, to a company, I believe it's called Hot Shots, which is a distributor. And um, so, but when he was doing that, he had to stop all the co-packing that he was doing with the other company, with, with the you know, anybody else like myself and Ron and other people. So, um, so I had taken my stuff off the market and they'd been off the market for quite some time. Um, and then I wound up hooking up with people that I met, um, from the hot sauce world, uh, years later, um, not years. I mean, you're talking about a total of a couple of years, but, um, torchbearer sauces, um, who I, I have known since they had first started, you know what I mean? Where, because I, I knew him from John, and uh, what do you call it? They, they had great products and everything. And uh, I said, hey, you know, we should we should definitely do something together. We should do a collab sauce together. 
Um, we wound up doing a collab sauce, Torchstone Thai. Finally launched it uh, at the end of last year. And um, what do you call it? It's the, one of the top sauces in their company right now. And uh, I just literally came back um, at, the, at the point of this recording, um, you know, literally a, a month or so ago. Uh, because I, 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 I just got back last week. Uh-huh. I did this on Thursday and Friday wow. this past week. Um, and I went and we, we did, um, two brand new sauces that we're going to be releasing another two sauces and a couple of my popular old favorites, um, sauce and seasoning we're bringing back as well. So, you know, so that's all coming back and, um, what do you call it? They're, they're all going to be out in time, uh, for the announcement. I don't know if it's been announced at, at, at this point yet where this is airing. So I can't tell you on air. Okay. But I can tell you off air what's going on uh, and, and why all this is specifically relevant. Okay. Um, but what do you call it? Yeah. So that being said, uh, that's where the sauces and seasonings oh, come from. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> long-winded I'm a story. So that was I was like, ooh, how did that get started? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it was it was a you know a lot and then licensing and but you know and all this jazz and you know it's it was a lot of work um, but it was well worth it and I and I love the fact that I'm in the foodie world for that and. You know, and from that stems, you know, because I'm always thinking, what's the next natural right. progression? So, you know, I was, I, I've already, um, you know, from that, I, I steered into, you know, I, I judge and I host uh, a ton of different foodie events around the uh, around the country, um, you know, and and uh, you know, I do a ton of different things. I work with a bunch of different companies. So, yeah, like the foodie world is is very near and dear to my heart, and. Um, Again, I'll tell you, I'll tell you stuff, you know, when, when we're off, yeah. off air. Okay. So before we get into our questions, I want to ask you about your philanthropy because you work with um, the Cerebral Palsy um, Foundation. You work with um, young men on education, a lot of great things. Um, you're a SCORE mentor. Um, just, you know, you're doing, I mean, and I love that the most. So are these passions of yours um, the reason why you got into them? Um, what made you choose the foundations that you work with? What made you choose them? I didn't choose anything specifically. I was approached with most of okay. them. Um, the one that I did choose specifically was the Arthritis Foundation. Um, what do you call it? And uh, and I chose SCORE also. Um, but everything else was kind of presented to me. I get asked to do a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, I, I have just so much time in the day and in schedules that I can do and I can't do things. And, um, so, you know, I try to do as much as I can, uh, in order to give back. Um, I'm, it's very important to me to give back. You don't forget where you came from. You don't, you don't forget the people who are, who are less fortunate, Um, and for me, you know, if I could just go and put a smile on someone's face, I've done my job, you know, um, I'm an entertainer. I'm, I'm there to make people happy. I'm there to emit emotions, whether that's a, you know, a positive emotion or a not so positive emotion. That's what I'm there for. So you either love me or you hate me, you know what I mean? And and that's okay. Whatever, whatever it's where you, when you have no emotions, when I have a problem. So, you know, so, um, for me, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've given back. I usually will give back in via time, um, you know, where, where, where energy. And one thing that I always say to people and, and, you know, so just to, to answer that question, then I'll, I'll come back to that. But uh, so, so the answer to the question is, did I have a passion for any of these uh, foundations specifically? N- yes, but no, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, the answer is yes. I feel for everybody that needs right. help. Um, but no, it wasn't like a, I need to do right. this. 
or I need to do that. I felt the need to help as many people as I could. You know, I've done, you know, candle lighters uh, for cancer, the young, you know, for young children, Ronald McDonald house. I've done, you know what I mean? Um, the, the, what do you call it? Anything for animals I've done, you know, there, there are so many different things because there, if you can help anybody, right. you know what I mean? You should be doing it. So, so now that, that being said, hopefully I, I did answer mm-hmm. the question there. Um, but you know, that being said, if I can leave anybody with anything in terms of, um, you know, and, and I, and I say this often, if you are passionate about something and, and I hope you are, maybe, maybe there's somebody that that's in your family or a family friend or somebody, maybe they had cancer or leukemia or, um, something happened with, with whatever, find, find a, a charity that you can get involved with. You don't have to put any money down because some people don't have money right now and that's okay. But what we do need is we need good people. We need people that have good hearts that want to go out and do something good and put good into the universe, especially with the landscape of the world right now. And, and what I, what I'd like to say is find that passion, find a charity, donate an hour, two hours, five hours a day, a week, every single month and, and, and donate that time. It doesn't have to be money. You don't realize how much that little bit of effort helps people. Um, you know, and again, you have, it, you, you have no idea how great you feel. You shouldn't do it to be selfish, but you feel good doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Knowing that you've made a change, you see a smile on somebody's, somebody else's face that you put there because you were, you, you, you didn't have to spend that time, but you did because it was the right thing to do. That is everything. So I, I, I would ask everybody to kind of just try it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I guarantee you'll like it. Do you have to do it all the time? No, but just do it a little bit at a time, a little bit here and there Just show a little love, put a little love back into the universe. And I guarantee you that good juju will also come back to you. Amen to that. Yeah. I I love it. So, Hey, we've been talking a while. We're going to get to the questions because I know you are a busy man. Um, Who or what? I talk too much. (laughs) Who or what motivates you? No, it's great. Who or what motivates me? My wife and my kids, my family. Okay. What demotivates you? Bad people. Yeah. Yep. But, but technically it, that motivates me also because I never let them get to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Oh man, that happens all the time. Have you seen the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Basically what happens is the people talk smack and then the, then, then if, if you have the intelligent people that actually go and take a look and, and realize that the crap that said was not necessarily the real deal. And then, you know, obviously either they become a fan or they go, okay, well, I guess this person was a jackass. So (laughs) whatever. Yeah. What is your fear? Uh, death. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something? That you didn't. Um, yeah, gotten rid of a couple of people that didn't belong in my circle. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have liked to have put people, a couple of people outside of my inner circle, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that they didn't belong there and they, they were unfortunately there. Or they made their way in somehow. Yeah. So yeah, it happens. Is there a time you wish you had not done something? Um, I stand by almost everything that I do. Okay. Because if I do something and I did, and I did something wrong, then 
I failed and I respect that failure and I'll take that as a, you know, feather in my cap and take those two steps back and, you know, use that to learn and move forward. So, you know, I, I pretty much, no, I, I think, I think for the most part, I, I'm pretty much secure in everything that I've done. Okay. What is your definition of success? Um, leaving my legacy, you know, success is not dollars and cents, right. you know, success is, you know, what you've accomplished, what you've done, um, what you're leaving behind, you know, will people remember you in, in 10 years after you pass? And I want to leave a legacy, you know, I want to leave, um, for my, my family, um, you know, that, that they won't have to worry, you know what I'm saying? Um, anything that I do will, you know, it will, will hopefully sustain them for however long. So that's success to me. Wow. So you being the busy man that you are, how do you recharge? Um, <laughs> I don't as much as I should. That's the, one of the things that I, that I made the mistake and I, and I should do. Um, there you go. So I swap it. Um, no, what do I do to recharge? I, I try to, I try to spend time, you know, just with my wife and, you know, just kind of we'll veg out on the couch and relax. Um, and, and usually we'll wind up passing out because we're just so tired, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's my, that's my, my kind of, I'm, I'm happy to be home. You know yeah. what I mean? Happy to be home. So normally you got to understand, um, outside of the past year and a half, you know, I'm usually out and about all the time. So, uh, being able to, to be home is usually a blessing. Right. So, yep. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess my recharging the last couple of weeks has been actually getting back into the flow of the real yeah. world, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I, I, I'm, I'm a homebody. I love to be home with my wife and my kids. So with everything that you do, what are you awesome at? Um, I am an awesome dad. That's what I'm awesome at. Oh, I am an awesome dad. I, I, out of all the, all the years that I've been doing everything that I've done and touring and, and so forth, I've only missed one important date um, and that was mother's day. Mm-hmm. And the reason for it, my wife approved it. She's the one that told me to go because the money was well worth it. <laughs> so, um, she's like, yeah, we can right. celebrate next week. <laughs> you know, you go make that money, boo. Yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah. And that was that, you know, so, but I've, I'm always, I'm always there and I, I try not to miss anything. Wow. See, now my last question was what legacy do you want to leave? But you already told us that. So. <laughs> that's great. So <laughs> that I'm a good, that I was a good person. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I was, and then I worked hard and, uh, you know, I did things that I didn't need to do. Um, but, but I did them and I did them because it was the right thing to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. One motivational takeaway. Make sure you listen to Trina talks every single week because she's amazing. Hey, that's, that's great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, that's, that's why you voiceover, you know, hey, you're hired. You got the job. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest, the biggest takeaway is just always just do the right thing. People, you know what I mean? Do the right thing. Um, there, there's so many, there's so many people out there that they just, they don't do the right thing or, um, you know, they, they don't think that they can, um, they don't think that they can to do something or accomplish something. You can always accomplish whatever you put your mind to. You might not necessarily be the best at it, and that's okay. Uh, but what do you call it? If you put your your two hundred percent in, you will make something happen. You know what I mean? You know, 
even if it's going like this, trying to move a pen with your mind, you know, it'll happen. Might not happen well, but it'll wiggle, you know, in your mind, (laughs) in your mind. Oh my goodness. But yeah. Okay. So tell the listeners where you're appearing next, uh, how they can follow you and all the good stuff. Well, what do you call it? If you want to get anything, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of brimstone, you could go to therealbrimstone.com. Again, that's therealbrimstone.com. Um, all my social media is there. Everything's there. You know, the products, the, you know, voiceover work, all that jazz. Anything you want to see is there. You can also catch all my my uh, podcasts that I do. Uh, the main show that that I uh, I do is the Grindhouse Radio um, you can go to the grindhouse radio.com or we're also on iHeart and over 30 other networks syndicated worldwide. We do it about three and a half to 4 million listeners weekly worldwide. So, you know, hopefully you guys will hopefully decide to join that, uh, you know, join that group. And, uh, we come out new episodes every Thursday night and, uh, it'd be great to have you, you know, that's about it. You know, and social media guys, please follow and have conversations with me. Engage. If you engage with me, I will engage back. Don't be surprised if you see me, you know, show up and be like, please, hey, what's up, Brent? <laughs> I hope, please, please, I, I beg of you. I would love that. You know, what's funny is that a lot of people say they're going to do it and then they yeah. don't. But if you do, I will obviously be right there back and forth with you. Sweet. And that's, and that's, and that's the thing about building a community and building, you know, and building um, a group of people that, that are interested in just being good right. to one another. You know what yep. I mean? So we all, we all grow if we all help each other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Brim, thank you for being on the show, taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. I have fun talking with you and I just really appreciate you being on. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Trina, you've been amazing and hopefully we'll do it again sometime. <laughs> yes, we will. If you like Trina talk podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their lives? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.